Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y. Smith. Now today, I'm going to actually cover a biblical approach section of another new chapter in another new seed that I'll be covering down the road. So let's just go ahead and get started. I have tried to share with you that even though the people that are in the Bible are from generations and generations ago, their lives are very similar to our lives today. I have tried to assess their lives in a way to make them relatable and that you can see all the challenges and disobedience and issues and desires and trials that they faced and that we all can relate to those things as well. We all may not have gone through everything that they faced, but there are some things that we can pick and choose here and there that we can relate to. There may even be times that we may have handled it the same way or possibly even did worse than what they have done. Throughout this journey, I have tried to demonstrate a way for you to connect the dots and show you how the enemy can slowly and methodically take you down a path of destruction. Many times people think that the things that happened in the Bible were long ago and that they can't relate to them. Hopefully, you have now been able to see that they had their issues and challenges as well and didn't always do things the way that they should have, just like we do. The goal of this study is not to beat you down or to make you feel any worse than what you may already feel about yourself. The goal is to help you to recognize the enemy's tricks that he plays on you and how he can get you off your path of success. Also, I want you to recognize that you are not alone. As you can see, many people have gone through the same things that you have, so please don't feel condemned by what you have gone through. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Let me read that again. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And again, that's Romans chapter 8, verse 1. It is important to recognize the things that have happened and how they have started so that you can now find ways to overcome those situations and prayerfully resolve them moving forward. One thing also to keep in mind is that God can use anyone that he wants as long as you have an open and willing heart to do his will. Now granted, he wants each person to be obedient and to follow him. But he also knows where each person is and is willing to work with you. He wants you to come to him and to be willing to do the things that he has planned for your life. When you do what he asks you to do, it helps not only guide you in the direction that he wants you to go in, 
but you are also helping him to build his kingdom. He wants a close and personal relationship with you. God also wants more and more people to be a part of his family and not follow the enemy and end up where the enemy resides. One of the great things with the Bible is that you are able to see the servants of God who loved him and were faithful servants to him. They gave their lives to doing what he wanted. The great thing also that you can see is that there were many different types of people that God used. God used those people with status, those who were just normal, everyday people, and even those who were cast out. Because of this, each person on the face of the earth should have hope and know that God loves you and can use you to do a mighty work just for him. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have or how you look. He already knows who you are anyway. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. And again, that's Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. Since he knows you, it becomes important to know him. He continues to search your heart, hoping that you will make the choice to follow his ways and not the ways of the world. Please continue to trust him and get to know him so that you can grow in the way that you need to grow. So now let's go ahead and look at an example in the Bible with Amos. So I'm going to be reading Amos chapter 1 verses 1 through 2, and then I'm going to drop down to chapter 2, verses 4 through 6. And it says, This message was given to Amos, a shepherd from the town of Tekoa in Judah. He received this message in visions two years before the earthquake when Uzziah was king of Judah, and Jeroboam II, the son of Jehoash, was king of Israel. This is his report of what he saw and heard. The Lord's voice roars from his temple on Mount Zion. He thunders from Jerusalem. Suddenly, the lush pastures of the shepherds dry up. All the grass on Mount Carmel withers and dies. Now I'm going to drop down to chapter 2 verses 4 through 6. This is what the Lord says. The people of Judah have sinned again and again, and I will not forget it. I will not let them go unpunished any longer. They have rejected the laws of the Lord, refusing to obey him. They have been led astray by the same lies that deceived their ancestors. So I will send down fire on Judah and all the fortresses of Jerusalem will be destroyed. This is what the Lord says. The people of Israel have sinned again and again, and I will not forget it. I will not let them go unpunished any longer. They have perverted justice by selling honest people for silver and poor people for a pair of sandals. 
And again, this is Amos chapter 1, verses 1 through 2, and then also chapter 2, verses 4 through 6. Now, as you can see from the scriptures, Amos was a shepherd and initially didn't have a so-called major role to do for God. He worshiped God, though, and he was faithful to him and did the things that were necessary to take care of his family. However, God saw something in Amos and felt it necessary for him to be able to deliver God's message to the children of Israel because of their sins and disobedience to God. This was a mighty task for Amos, but he was willing to carry it out for God, and he was actually bold in doing it. He was very clear on what God had said to the people. And he made sure that they understood the judgments that would be coming to them as a result of their disobedience. Think about how God felt with the children of Israel. They were his chosen people. They were the people that he would make claim to and that he wanted the world to be able to see his children. Unfortunately, they would get caught up within themselves, with other gods and idols, and with the notion of just doing things the way that they wanted to do them, regardless if it hurt anyone, especially strangers or the people that they had contact with, and also even with God. Their selfishness was too much for God to just sit back and watch them be on public display of disobedience. So God told Amos to go and tell them the judgments that were about to come upon them. God was also very upset with the children of Israel because they would ignore all those people who were poor or that were in need. And especially when they had the means to actually help them because of the many blessings that God had bestowed upon them they started turning their noses up on the poor and even had that I don't care about God mentality, believe it or not, especially now that they felt as if they had arrived. As you can see from these scriptures, the children of Israel had gotten to a certain level of wealth and prosperity. They started to become so self-centered that they ignored poor people. And they also ignored God. They were so clueless in thinking that they didn't need God anymore. Little did they know that they were not going to be able to make it without God. So let me ask you, have you gotten to a level of prestige or success that now you feel as if you turned down your nose to certain people? Do you feel as if people are beneath you? Do you feel that you can do whatever you want to do with poor people or people that are barely making it because you feel that they are so beneath you that you don't have to do anything for them? If this is the case, please find a way to turn from those types of behaviors. This is not who God is calling you to be, but moreover, this is not the type of attitude he is wanting you to have with people that you know or even people that you don't know. God knows what you are doing, though, and he is hoping that you realize and recognize that before you get 
too far out there with the enemy as you are following his lead because he is trying to take you down his destructive path of despair. It becomes unfortunate to know that as you are engaging in the blessings that you have, that you may forget where you were previously or all the prayers that you may have even cried out for God to help you. Your blessing should never make you forget the journey that you have been on. It should be just that, a blessing from God. Unfortunately, there are those times that some people can forget how bad things used to be for them. And now that they have so-called arrived, all they see are the good things that are going in their life. They feel that they can do whatever they want without any types of consequences or repercussions taking place. They feel that they are in total control and that they have a right to do what they want. But more importantly, they feel they have a right to do whatever they want to do to other people. Sometimes other people have made them feel as if they are invincible, so they continue to operate in that manner. If this is you, please don't allow the enemy to keep feeding your mind with this type of ego and arrogance. You are supposed to be guided by God in love and that your actions will continue to represent and match who he is and all that he exemplifies. Let me also add, it is important that you are careful and that you don't allow your friends or even your family to cause you to influence someone or even influence yourself in a negative manner. If they are guiding you to do that, Somehow you must find a way to change your ways, even if it means to put some distance or possibly even separate from them completely from the negative behaviors that they are trying to give you. Please allow yourself to represent God in a favorable manner and also know who you are serving because you need to make sure that you are serving God. And I see I am out of time, so please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real-life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email destruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at destruction.com. That's destruction.com.